Trading Nut, episode 118. I spoke to a journalist recently and they said, you know, well, we've spoken to an expert who said 95% of traders never make it. So it's basically impossible in a false dream. And, you know, a point that I brought up is how many of those 95% give up everything and, you know, get into a prop environment? Um, you know, how many of those uh, 95% are even building trading plans around here, you know, prepping at 6, 7 a.m.? It's that work. That's what separates out the 5% from the 95%. The market's going to do something. Your job is not to fight it. The market never, ever runs away. It's always there. That personal diary of trading will make you a much better trader than... I could be right about the direction, but wrong about the trade. Don't focus on the monetary side. Trying to make too much money on a trade is what I have seen killed every trader. Your losses offer you some of the greatest insight you can find into your mistakes. Relax. Learn the process. Candlestick pattern training is a freaking trap. Don't be in a rush to become a millionaire. Let the market tell you what the market wants to tell you. This podcast is not financial, trading, or investing advice of any kind. What's up traders, welcome to another installment of the Trading Up Podcast. I'm your host Cam Hawkins and today I've got Sam Kavanagh from KB Trading up on the show. Now it's a bit of a different show for you guys, right? So a couple of things. One is he is going to actually talk to us about what it takes to develop a trading prop firm in this day and age. At such a young age as well, uh, he goes through how he, de- how he develops traders, how he finds traders, selects the ones that he thinks are going to be the most uh, successful for him. And also the other challenges that he's gone through around creating this trading prop firm. So really insightful interview, very different from what I normally do, but you'll learn a thing or two, especially around the trading psychology aspect and what it, what he looks for in a good trader. Uh, so that's coming up. Then we did shoot a video afterwards where he walks through a recent trade using volume, and you've got to check this out. Great step-by-step analysis. It's a before and after as well. So we actually see what happened in the market and he gives a bit of an update on the in the future as well. So that's over there on the Trading Nut YouTube channel. Uh, go and check that out or check it out on tradingnut.com. Um, look, guys, new logo hit the streets this week on Trading Nut. Uh, if you do want to come and see what it is, go over to tradingnut.com. Uh, there's a new logo, but also it comes with a new merch store. So what does that mean? It means if you want to sport a uh, Trading Nut cap, a Trading Nut hoodie, t-shirt, cup, mug, mouse mat, whatever it is, it's over there. I've got one design up in the merch store plus the logo and the icon with the logo as well. So go and check it out. It's over there on the YouTube channel. It's over there on Trading Nut. If you want to sport Trading Nut uh, merch and be seen by other traders out and about and perhaps say, oh, I know you're from Trading Nut um, or a Trading Nut fan, uh, then please do grab yourself a cap or a jumper or something, whatever you want to get from there. Uh, guys, right, so I will be wearing mine next time we are on the show. I guarantee it because I've got it coming it's literally just one day away so unfortunately couldn't do it for this but that's coming um guys more designs are coming as well on that merch store and i'll let you know when they drop so stay tuned on instagram uh probably some other channels as well email facebook uh and we'll drop it there so you guys can see when these designs hit the uh hit the marketplace now trader versus trader final just happened this week for season two uh, Dovi took out the title with an amazing, amazing score. In fact, he got the best score of the Trader versus Trader series to date uh, with 30% gained after five trades. Nathan had his work cut out for him, did really well. He got to about 21%, I think, at one point, but didn't, I mean, he was like, he was really sort of chasing at the very end there, so didn't quite make it. Um, but yeah, Dovi has taken out the best, the title, sorry, and the best score for the challenge. 
Uh, if you do want to take part in Trader vs. Trader Season 3, there might be a couple more spots open if you do want to take part in that. Uh, there is a form on Trading Nut. Go to Trading Nut. Look for challenges in the top nav and then fill out the form that's there. There's a button saying fill in this form if you want to apply. So guys, that's Trader vs. Trader Season 3. Um, and if you do want to do your back testing a lot faster than doing it manually, then check out my Robot Builders Club. I'm still taking members, okay? So I don't know how much longer I'm going to be taking members, but I'm still taking them at the moment, helping you guys build trading robots without coding. It's a seven-day course. Then you get support to make sure you guys can build the robots that you want to build. Um, it's over there on tradingnut.com. Go and check it out after the interview. But for now, let's get on with it. Let's hear from Sam. Here we go. Whether you're a struggling trader or a profitable trader, our sponsor, City Traders Imperium, are offering you the chance to become a fully backed Forex trader. That's right. Get coached and funded with CTI today. All right, folks, here we are on Trading Up. We've got Sam Kavanagh here all the way over there in Glasgow. Welcome to the show, Sam. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so we're on opposite sides of the world here, but it looks like we've got a great connection, which is fantastic. Um, yeah. Today, we're going to get to find out a bit about you, hear your story. I know um, some listeners actually recommended that I get you on the show, and that's why you're here. Uh, so I'm intrigued to not just find out about your story, but also dive quite deep into uh, this prop firm that you've set up and the yep. sort of steps that it takes to go you've got to go through to set one of those up and also how you develop your traders within that firm so so we'll probably you know zip through your, your story there of how you got started and then jump into yeah. that so do you want to start off with that one then yeah sure so um you know how i got started out was simply seeing an advert for trading two on two the app um you know on a youtube video when I was about 15 years old, now very, very young, um, you know, I was in high school, I kind of had this idea that I was going to do, you know, some job involving sciences, potentially a chemical engineer, it's something my father had done, he actually was the manager of a chemical plant at one point, um, and he always spoke about how much he loved it, uh, and so that's what I thought I wanted to do, I, I find this trading two and two app, kind of downloaded it, just intrigued, and then you know, after a couple of weeks of having it, they pinged me a notification to say that you could trade with a free £10,000, $10,000 account. Um, and, you know, being a sort of 15-year-old kid, um, you know, I think, right, that's pretty cool. So open up, obviously it's a demo. I didn't know that, although I worked it out <laughs> relatively quickly. But, um, you know, lots of just kind of abbreviated names and things flashing and tickers and all that. You know, I didn't know what I was looking at, but I was just kind of randomly, um, you know, putting on different trades, buying things. I saw Apple, I knew what Apple was, bought some of that. And, you know, like happens with a lot of people when they trade a demo account, you know, the markets are ranging for a, a, a large percentage of the time. Um, so they can put on trades in pretty much any direction. At some point, it's going to go into profit. Now, obviously, we can't do that on a live account. You're going to, you know, blow your account. But You've got no attachment to it. I was just playing. Um, and, you know, such is the nature of demos. I end up making like crazy, crazy money. Um, right. I'm putting on random sizes. <laughs> Obviously, demo accounts are over leveraged anyway. Um, and I end up just, you know, growing this demo account huge, hundreds of thousands of pounds. I think, you know, that's something I could actually do. Um, again, you know, I'm guessing. But the thing that kind of fueled my fire was, all of the guys, you know, who sat at my table at school, they'd see me on my phone kind of, and they were like really intrigued by it. That fueled it for me because I liked the fact that nobody else kind of understood it. And I was kind of 
No, I was kind of insinuating that I knew what I was doing. You know, well, look, I'm making this, I'm making that. They knew it was a demo, but they were like fascinated by it. How did you get into that? And, you know, people who studied business, they found it interesting and all that kind of stuff. And that fueled the the fire. Then I leave school in the start of 2016 to study architecture, ended up um, going that route, studying architecture at college and trading away in the background. But I'm actually kind of getting a bit of an interest now. And... At this time, signals started to kind of become popular. Not signals groups, although, you know, well, there may have been signals groups. I just wasn't aware of them. Um, But I was finding, like, signals websites. So there was forums that you could sign up to, and they'd send you emails of trade ideas. I'd started trading a little bit of FX at the time as well. Um, And I was trading, you know, some FX on this app. I was trading these signals and... Um, it was around this time I'd got a student loan, started college. Um, so I started using my student loan and actually go live. Now, obviously go live. Uh, I'm not supposed to have a live account because I'm too young to have a live account at the time. Um, but I'm funneling student loan in and I'm losing quite a bit of sort of capital um, trading signals. Now, at some point in 2016, um, I come across a video by Tom Dante which is the stop moaning and start improving. And for the first time since I've been interested in trading, I've come across someone who's not trying to sell me something. You know, he seemed very blunt. He speaks about the realities of trading and he's sort of speaking out against a lot of the stuff that's going on. Um, You know, people kind of painting this false lifestyle, Lamborghinis, villas, all that kind of stuff. And I thought, you know, this guy knows what he's talking about. Now, of course, through watching you know, any of that kind of content, I start getting recommended, you know, Mark Douglas, uh, Dr. David Paul, Lance Beggs, all these kind of people. Um, And, you know, through watching them all, I can see that there's a professional side to the industry. These aren't charlatans. These are people who know what they're doing. And they're talking about, you know, finding an edge, finding a system, developing consistency and all that kind of stuff. And that's what I seek to do. So um, a trader that I'd followed on Instagram had a swing trading course, I'd heard about swing trading. I'd seen people, you know, kind of, uh, you know, swing their freedom, as they said. And, you know, they're trading for a couple hours a day, just analyzing the charts, putting on some trades, letting it run for weeks and making, you know, shed loads of money. And I thought, okay, that's that's the way to do it. So I learned a swing trading system. And around that time, the ma- there was a lot of good macroeconomic factors coming into play in the markets. I didn't know that. Um, but the market started to trend quite nicely in that period. And having learned how to spot a trend from this swing trading course, you know, prices above an EMA, it's making higher highs, higher lows, whatever it was. I was able to get in line with a lot of trends and through just very poor risk management, I didn't know how to manage risk. Um, I managed to balloon my, my trading account. Now I had started a manufacturing company, manufacturing uh, radio antenna systems at the same time for action sports like paintball, airsoft, that kind of thing. Um, and, you know, these things were selling absolutely, I was selling insane numbers. These were made to order antenna systems. I was selling between 50 and 100 every other month and making incredible, incredible margins whilst at college and learning to trade. Um, and I was able to funnel that money into trading accounts and stuff like that. Um, and also, you know, that's what I was, was funding the education. The student loan didn't go very far. You know, I was burning most of that on signals uh, beforehand. So um, this manufacturing business gave me that leg up. And as I say, I was using like fixed lot sizes, right? So I'm trading a few thousand pounds account. I'm trading like fixed 
two lots, uh, fixed five lots and all that kind of stuff. No idea what I'm doing, but as I say, you know, I had learned to identify trends and I got very, very lucky and managed to kind of balloon um, that account. Now, at this time, you know, a lot of people were getting interested in what I was doing, friends. I'm quite a sociable person, um, you know, and I was going holidays and stuff like that. Whilst most people were in college, um, you know, I was I was doing a lot of fun things and people started to get interested. So I started talking to people about trading. And as I kind of started to show people about trading and stuff like that, through teaching and talking to people, you know, friends and stuff, I started to find out about risk management and all this kind of stuff. And when I started to learn about risk management, my trading results took a dip um, because ultimately when you're managing risk correctly, you're not making as much as you are when you're pretty much gambling. Uh, so the results were the results were nowhere near as good, and that led to revenge trading and all sorts of um, you know hideous things. But around 2018, I started a trading community, um, you know, which was completely free. Had a lot of my friends and stuff like that in it, and you know, over the past sort of three years, that's developed into KB trading um, as it is today. Um, you know, around the beginning of 2018, I bought my first professional trading education. I bought, um, I think it was Edges for Ledges by Trader Dante. Fantastic stuff. I mean, he teaches a discretionary price action based strategy. That combined with the knowledge I already had, really, you know, my trading went went from strength to strength. Once I got risk nailed um, and had some decent, you know, foundations in terms of education, understanding why the market moved like it did from somebody who's been in the industry for 20 odd years, it, it really, you know, took me, to the next level and um as i grew kb trading grew it developed into a paid service and pretty much you know that's that's a bit of a whistle stop tour of how we got to where we are today just jumping in here with a quick message from my sponsor sage capital who provide education software and tools needed to increase anyone's ability to trade more successfully perfect for people who are either still learning too busy or just want to use professional grade strategies to build passive income They've achieved high returns with relatively low risk and are available for auto-copying today. Go to sagecapital.co.uk and start auto-trading today. And so it's funny because I've tried to get Tom on the show a couple of times and um, never had any success uh, even getting a reply from him. So, um, I mean, what what, are, what are you, I suppose, what could you sort of tell the guys about uh, Tom as a trader and, you know, and you yeah. just mentioned there that he, he was, it was fantastic stuff. I mean, what, what do you, yeah. how, if you had to sort of compare it to the, the rest of the industry, how does that sort of stack up for you? Yeah, I mean, Tom is just, you know, he's a really fantastic trader. He's also a very decent guy as well. Um, you know, I've had a, a good few conversations with him, um, you know, over like Instagram and stuff like that, a couple on Twitter, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll tweet him and stuff. Um, very experienced trader. As you'll know, by if you look, you look for any of his stuff on social media, you'll see he doesn't live like a very, um, you know, out there life. He's not like posting stuff about. He kind of keeps to himself. Um, but the way he trades is absolutely fantastic. His education is is superb, and you know, I can I can safely say I don't think I'd be where I am today if I hadn't discovered that video. Um, you know, if if any of your listeners haven't checked out Trader Dante, stop moaning and start improving. If you're at, if you're hitting a rut in your trading, you know, you need to go and watch that because he's he's the type of person who, imagine if he was like a coach, he's not the type of coach who goes, you know, oh, you've hurt your leg, you know, just maybe take a break. He's the person who goes, do you actually want this? You know, if you want this, go out and get mm-hmm. it. Um, 
you know, so it is a, a real wake up call on a lot of points. Um, you know, he's very big on doing your homework, having the data, doing your journaling and stuff like that. And the way I kind of perceive the markets and stuff like that is it's totally framed by by what I learned, you know, from Tom. But, you know, through watching Tom's stuff on YouTube, I obviously got recommended traders like Lance Beggs, Dr. David Paul, Steve Ruffley, and through all these educators, guys who, not guys who are on Instagram who've been trading for a, you know, a few years and have a Lambo or whatever it is, but people who have been in the game 20 years, 25 years, people who have ran prop desks like Steve Ruffley, you know, guys who have been there, you know, seen it and done it all. Um, these are the people who, you know, you will, you'll learn the most from ultimately. Nice. Brilliant. Well, so, so um, you obviously, I'm just trying to work out, a, so you're now doing mainly Forex or you're doing Forex and CFDs and, yeah. and that sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, so I trade um, spot markets, so I trade spot FX, I trade gold and silver, and I also trade the S&P 500 and the DAX, although, you know, I swing trade all of those assets, but the DAX I trade, the DAX and oil, rather, I trade on a five-minute um, strategy, so it's like a lower time frame oh, strategy okay. that I trade those two those two assets okay cool and um and so okay so let's talk talk about your prop firm that you've you've created here and, and how okay. you you went about creating it so what were the what were the challenges to, to get to this yeah. point where you're you're going to start this up oh i mean it's the, the challenges have been endless to be honest but pretty much when i started kb as a paid service um there's a lot of people in the industry it's no secret there's a lot of people in the industry with paid services that have you know ridiculous cars and houses and live this ridiculous lifestyle off of their paid service and you know i'm not gonna comment or you know sort of rain on anyone else's parade or anything like that but we knew and you know i knew when i when i started out kb as a paid service that is not the way things were going to go because i had grown up really bitter taste in my mouth against those kind of people again i'm not going to comment on (laughs) how, how people run their businesses but um when I got started in terms of, you know, when I was looking at signals and stuff, a lot of people I knew and had started trading alongside had got burned really, really badly burned off of people on broker affiliate deals, you know, who were getting CPA commissioned and just living in these really extravagant lifestyles. And, you know, I, as I say, I grew a better taste in my mouth towards these kind of people. So I knew that, kb's revenue that it generated it had to be reinvested into something and so when kb became a paid service and started earning money we got our first office right mm. our first office was a two-man office and um, you know and it's actually not in a building not far from where we are now i can see out the window but um so we got an office and it's funny because the office that we took on our first month was a hundred percent of the revenue that kb generated that month was spent on the office right so kb had made was making about 1k per month that office was about 1k right yeah so crazy kind of crazy kind of jump and as kb grew you know via social media and stuff like that we just continued to scale up up the office and our operation so that how much we're investing into the business is very closely matched with how much the business actually generates um you know so people can actually see it and this is why a lot of people love kb because it's this is what this is what we're doing right and it's it's a kind of a a bit of an f you to to everybody else um so you know myself and callum who's my kind of business partner in kb um we had 
an office, we got a slightly bigger office, and we decided that you know this is bringing in a lot of just edu- you know educational uh, arm of the business, bringing in a lot of revenue. Why don't we look to to try and fund traders down the line? And it's something we'd spoken about. And we thought that'd be pretty cool. Trading's lonely, right? You sit in your house on your own, sitting in front of your charts. If you have a bad day. You know, there's no one to kind of pick you up apart from yourself, which is good and bad, you know, for some people. But not only that, you can get very tunnel visioned and sort of blinkered to the way you do things. And there's a million and one ways to make money in the markets. And sometimes a fresh set of eyes can help you with, you know, tremendous amounts of problems. And, you know, I'm a young guy. I'm sociable. I want to be around other people. Mm. Um, so FTMO is getting quite big at the time that we were in that that old office we were putting people through ftmo we weren't getting any kind of compensation for that at that time we didn't have any kind of affiliation with ftmo we we're putting people through ftmo um and people were were earning it was going pretty well and we decided we'd like to fund people physically so we moved into a six-man office around last august and we basically started looking for people we got a few lads who were in our educational community it's funny, you know, all of our traders have come via our educational community pretty much. Um, but they were in the KB community and they showed a lot of promise, not in terms of we thought these guys are expert traders, but they had the right values. They were disciplined and they were passionate about it. You know, you can teach someone to be a good trader, but I think you can't teach someone to be a good good person. You know, I mean, you can't teach good values. Um, you have them or you don't, I think, uh, in a lot of cases. So we got some guys on board. And we developed what is now in this office known as our senior prop desk. It's the guys who have been with us for the longest, have the most experience and really kind of know what they're doing. Um, And then, you know, as KB's been selling courses and stuff like that, the educational revenue has been effectively getting invested into our sort of sister company, which is KB Proprietary Trading Limited, um, to build up a pot of capital where we can fund people. So coming into the start of this year, we had 200 applications to work on our prop desk in this office we're currently in. We had six spare seats. Of that 200, we picked five people after quite a lengthy interview process, you know, online application, in-person interview, um, you know, various kind of processes to go through. We picked five people and that kind of, you know, that kind of brings us to where we are now. Um, Setting up as a prop firm is something I'm going to talk about in a YouTube video soon. Oh, it's been so stressful. Um, you know, obviously I'm a young guy. I'm new at this, you know, at this kind of, this side of things, uh, taking on so much responsibility. I mean, all of the, there's a lot of red tape, as you can imagine, when it comes to anything in finance. So spent hours uh, over months on the phone with FCA compliance advisors, you know, so it's Financial Conduct Authority here in the UK, um, you know, emails back and forth with solicitors that specialize in this to see, what what we can do, how we can do it, you know, what are the no-goes, what kind of contracts do we need, what kind of insurance do we need, all that kind of stuff. And again, you know, for, for some, a, a young guy, you know, although I've been trading for, you know, five years, this is new. All this stuff is new, you know, taking on traders and putting together, a you know, a, a training program and stuff like that to to help them develop. But, um, you know, that's pretty much, it's, it's got us to where we are now, just that kind of, that passion to do it you know we had this idea and we just just went for it awesome and and so so all the all the traders you've brought on board they're they're all scottish or from from the uk well actually so i've got a guy moved over from ireland oh, um, right. to, to trade with us 
we had a guy moved up from England, so he moved up about 400 miles. Again, you know, people just kind of dropping everything. I'm going to go and be a prop trader. Um, and, you know, obviously that kind of dedication to see that, awesome. Absolutely awesome. Love that. Um, because it's somebody who's willing to make a sacrifice like that. You know that they're going to go through a period of drawdown and they're still going to be coming to their desk every morning. And that that is a quality that just will take you so much further. If you can be turning up to capitalize on the markets, even in a you know bad period, you're going to be there when the market's turning in your favor. You know, so many people, they go through a bad period and it knocks their confidence. They start coming in late and they start not doing their prep. And then when the market's turning in their favor, they're just not in the state mm. of mind to capitalize on it, you know? Yeah. And so, so um, I mean, you said you had 200 guys that you interviewed or, or had, had applied how oh, on earth yeah. do you go through and, and select a bunch from that? I mean, that must be incredibly hard because you could be you could be you could be easily weeding out the guys that are that are good by yeah, accident. This is it. This is it. Um, and you know, for to sake of full transparency, my trading has totally suffered. Um, you know, for January and February this year, trading totally suffered. Not like you know, I've, I've burned you know half my account away or anything like it, but. Just in terms of not on the ball whatsoever, people underestimate, you know, I, don't, I can't speak for, you know, other people, but trading takes up eight hours of my day. You know, I'm in here at 7 a.m. I'm prepping for the London Open at eight for an hour, um, you know, half an hour, 40 minutes prepping. I'm then spending a bit of time with the guys looking at what they've got prepped for the day. I'm then sitting watching the markets for the, the first sort of three hours, take a break for lunch, and I'm watching it all through the, the New York, wrap up around 6 p.m., home for a few hours, back in front of the charts for half nine for the 10, 10, clo- or 10 p.m. close, rather, to work out what's going on the next day. That takes about an hour, and then to bed, and then, you know, up the next day to do it. So if I'm doing all these interviews and app- going through applications and stuff like that, I'm not getting time to work on my edge, which I believe is essential that you spend, you know, an hour or two hours, whether it's watching education or, you know, back testing, gathering stats, reviewing your trades, reviewing your journal. Mm. You need to be doing a couple hours of that a day, I think. You know, that's what that's what we kind of big advocates of. And I wasn't getting any of that in. And it means that if you have a little period of drawdown, it's very difficult to work out what's going wrong because you're not spending the time analyzing yeah. your performance and analyzing your trades. You're spending the time analyzing CVs. Um so, you know, I, my trading did take a hit for it, but um, oh, it was so worth it. You know, we've now got we've now got a team of guys who, you know, some of these guys are breaking through to consistency. Some of them are doing pretty well at the moment. None of these guys are, are professional, you know, established traders, but they've all got insane, in, insane values. And I just know I have so much belief in them. It's a big thing. Um, if I don't believe in somebody, and they don't believe in themselves, they're not going to go anywhere pretty much. But I wouldn't take on anybody that we don't absolutely 100% believe in. Um, and to kind of go off, I don't want to go off on a tangent or anything, but running, it cost us 25k this month, or last month rather, to get set up for moving into this office this month. That's between, you know, 26 screens for the office, <clears throat> all the computers, and, you know, everything that we've done in this office, it's cost us 26 or 25k rather to get set up our monthly rent is five and a half, right? Now, none of these traders are funded with our capital yet. So we're actually at a loss for these traders month on month, right? We couldn't do it unless I absolutely 100% believe in 
in those guys and believe that they are gonna they are gonna make it, and that's that's why we're doing it. And so, so how do you how do you get these guys who sound like they you know they're not even traders, right? When they when they join, it sounds like it reminds actually it reminds me of that. I think there's a a TV show the BBC recorded with um what's his name ah oh, Anton Creel yeah. yeah that one there yeah where he got <laughs> a whole bunch of traders. yeah he got a whole bunch of randos in yeah. who um who then you know had to trade stocks I believe and. Yeah, and yeah. they had absolutely no idea, and they were like looking at the paper in the morning and all this sort of yeah. stuff. It was, it was just very, yeah. very weird, very weird. Yeah, well, <laughs> are these guys well, like that? Where, but, but obviously, no. you know, you've been hand, you've handpicked them, and yeah, and how do, how are they? How have you educated them so that they can actually, you know, yeah, have a chance? So, luckily, these guys weren't like complete novices. Right. You know, okay. Most of them have a couple, a year, or a couple of years experience, but they've been doing it alongside working another job or in university or something like that. So they've not been dedicating their full time to it. You know, they've got a, a system and a strategy that they, um, you know, they're confident in, but they're not producing those consistent results as of yet. So, you know, in the interviews, there were a few people who who brought in trading statements. We did ask for that kind of stuff. That was a requirement. You had to okay. have live experience and you have to bring in some statements. I don't care if, you know, your statements show that you're completely in loss, you're break even, you're making money. It's more about those kind of values and stuff like that. But everybody had an, you know, a relatively good idea of what they were doing. But it's now just really rounding off those edges, really polishing, you know, those details and stuff like that to to get them to that stage where they are consistent because it's one thing being profitable but it's a completely different world to be consistently profitable you know i see them as two different things you can be profitable at the end of the year at the end of the quarter but are you having consistent you know let's say two or three weeks out of the month Mm -hmm. you're making money and that to me is consistent profitability and um certainly you know there's a couple of the lads there certainly on the senior prop desk most of the lads are pretty much there and you know, say senior just because they've been with us the longest, but on the junior, they are they are getting there, and I have I have no doubt in my mind that this time next year they'll all be absolutely killing it. Cool. And and so when you say rounding them off, I mean, or like sort of molding them and stuff. What what techniques are you using to do that? Yeah, very. Um, I mean, it's simply presentations, uh, helping them establish a trading plan, a journal, and stuff like that. Consistency really comes from. You know, and my belief consistently comes from what you do. Um, you know, something Mark Douglas says is the consistency is in your mind, not in the market. Well, I think the consistency is in, you know, you as a trader. Um, I have a big belief that the trader themselves is the edge, not, you know, the system that they trade. You know, I think you give a profitable system to 10 people and two of them will make money with it. Um but yeah, so, you know, we run presentations two or three times a week. We do trading exercises. I have a template for building a trading plan and they're all working through that. We also do like if then statements, you know, for the strategy. So once they've got, you know, they're also back testing their strategy for a couple hours a day, various market conditions, adding things, taking away and seeing where they can kind of improve. So we'll, you know, address certain indicators. So here's an indicator I use, um, Here's a strategy I use. Here's how I manage trades. Here's how I trail stops, all that kind of stuff. Here's how I scale in, whatever it is. And we'll do these presentations and they'll take bits from that that they think be beneficial to them. They implement it, they back test it, they generate results and they say, hmm, so using this specific thing that Sam does actually brings my strike rate for the year up 3%. You know, or it brings my average R up, you know, 0.2R. 
that's pretty good. Maybe it you know, changes my maximum adverse excursion. Maybe I'm now actually getting those really, really accurate entries. My MAE is not going to be as big. All these little things you know, um, that are just helping them shape and kind of mold into a better trader. And then once they've got something that they're relatively happy with, which is what our sort of senior desk has done, they'll implement that into their trading plan. And then you know, we'll review that every month see if there's maybe tweaks that need to be made. And then the kind of last step in that process is to create if-then statements. So a sheet with two columns, if-then titles, and it just goes step-by-step step right through your strategy to right. the to the very end, you know, from when you first open up your charts to journal in that trade. And if you can get your system and um, your trading style almost bullet-pointed like that, if-then, 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 your consistency in terms of your approach is going to be bang on. So when the market's in the right conditions for whatever strategy it is you trade, you're going to be absolutely, you know, hitting that consistently, um, you know, enabling you to produce consistent results. Um, now, so so was it? Is there anything that's been that's blown you away with with what these guys have done? I mean, to be honest, the dedication from the lads have moved up huge, and um, you know, but even. Even aside from that, you know, these guys have quit their jobs, their careers doing what they're doing in pursuit of, you know, prop trading. I spoke to a journalist recently and they said, you know, well, we've spoken to an expert who said 95% of traders never make it. So it's basically impossible in a false stream. And, you know, a point that I brought up is how many of those 95% give up everything and, you know, get into a prop environment um, you know, how many of those uh, 95% are even building trading plans around here, you know, prepping at 6, 7 a.m. It's that work. That's what separates out the 5% for the 95. It's not some, you know, I don't believe in like natural born talent or anything like that. It's people mm-hmm. who put in the hard work. You know, that, that may be controversial. I know a lot of people believe in, you know, people being born to trade and all that kind of stuff. I don't. I think everybody's born, you know, with similar similar things. Um, and it's the work you put in to shape to shape your mind that enables you to be a good trader. Awesome, awesome. So, um, I mean, the, the guys that you've got there, I mean, if you had to sort of, um, were, were any of them bought on board with like a negative trading statement and you've managed to get them into a, a positive one? And, and how did that trader's particular journey go? Yeah, so um, one of the guys who we have on, I won't name him, but um, in his interview he showed me my fx book and it was it was negative it wasn't hugely negative um but really what it came down from is not understanding the system that he was trading not understanding when to apply it because you know you may have a strategy and say well this isn't working well is it not working just in this market maybe try it and you know maybe you're you're trying to trade it in the FTSE why don't you try trading it in oil or you know maybe it's not working for the past three months why don't you try it on you know data dating back to 2008 and then we can start to see, okay, actually it has a negative expectancy. What can we do? Um, so this guy, he's really picked apart the strategy that he, you know, was kind of brought up on in trading. Mm. Um, really picked it apart, added in stuff. We're quite big on using ATR. Um, he's added in that as a confluence for his trading. The the period of the moving average that he uses, we've tweaked that. We've started implementing Fibonacci. We've, um, you know, implemented filters for the markets that he trades. So we can say, okay, your strategy, we need a high momentum market for, for your strategy. So what we'll say is, if the correction comes back further than the 38.2 Feb, 
scrap the trade. We're not we're not taking that. That's not going to be a trade idea. If it's, you know, um, let's say too close to the EMA, it's not a high enough momentum market. We're not going to trade that. And just implementing a strict filter and a strict criteria has enabled him to now, the trades he's taken, yeah, okay, maybe he's not taking five trades a week anymore. Maybe he's taking one. But the strike rate's gone from maybe 40% to 65%. That doesn't seem like a huge jump. You know, maybe... Um, People who don't have as much experience maybe think, well, 40 to 65, 65 is not huge, but 65 is absolutely, you know, fantastic strike rate um, for a strategy in my eyes, um, you know, certainly enough to, to make consistent returns. And, and uh, as a fund, I mean, how are you managing risk across all these different, uh, different traders and different strategies yeah. and, and markets that you're trading at the same time? Mm. So luckily, <clears throat> we've actually got a great relationship with Admiral Markets and, um, they're over there in your side of the world as well. Um, but here in the UK, they're an FCA regulated broker, fantastic broker. And because of the capital um, I had with them, I developed a really good relationship with the account manager and basically discussed our plans. And he was happy enough to have their, um, their IT guys build a risk management platform for us that plugs into MetaTrader. Oh, really? Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Absolutely <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Well, um, you know, it, it's beneficial to them if they've now got, they can say, I can say, well, you know, we're going to have 12 guys trading X amount of capital on, yeah. on your platform. You yeah. know, he's, he's happy enough to, to, you know, nudge, nudge his mates in IT to, yeah. to build out a platform for us. It's, you know, it's, it's definitely not a completely bespoke platform. They'll have something that, you know, they've tweaked for our criteria that we need and they've kind of made it our version of it, but that's what they've done for us. And effectively this, um, this system has got kill switches in it for certain assets. It's got kill switches in it for certain currencies. You know, if something comes out over the squawk, you know, there's been a terrorist attack or whatever, um, you know, in a certain country, I can press a switch and it gets everybody out of positions and you know I can get rid of all positions I can get positions of certain currencies I can control each desk each desk is numbered in here and from one to twelve I can see exactly what each desk's doing and and control that and all that kind of stuff so that's pretty much how we manage risk but in terms of exact figures each trader is allowed 10 percent drawdown when they're funded with live capital and after that they're put on simulation and they have to achieve three profitable months consecutively to get back onto live funds. Right. It's, okay. That, yeah. That's that's always going to suck, you know. Yeah. We've not we've not had that yet, but it's always going to suck. But you can't not do that, you know. This isn't about being somebody's best friend, you know. It's about doing what's right for them and and for you as well. And that's something that I'm learning, you know. It's it's difficult kind of picking up all these things for the first time, but you know, I'm I'm learning every day as I go. I'm no expert at any of this, you know. Um, I really am learning as I go. <laughs> and are there any other things that, that I suppose like the, you know, your average retail trader wouldn't even think to invest in, you know, to, to help give you guys that extra edge? And you mentioned the squawk. Um, I mean, is there anything else that you've got there that you, you've had to had to purchase or, or mm. set up? Do you know what? Yeah, squawk, absolutely. Um, knowing what's going on in the markets, having a market awareness. So <clears throat> we'll maybe get onto it later, but... I have on my MetaTrader, I trade on MetaTrader. I don't use TradingView. Um, and that's what the, the kind of the guys doing this a bit more modern. But I have 15 markets there tiled on my MetaTrader. And that, that goes up on my left screen. So I can see everything moving at the same time, on the same time frame. Stuff will come out, you know, and if you don't have a squawk or a new service, 
you'll see stuff come out and you won't even know it's come out. You'll see the markets flying around. You think, what the heck's going on? Having an awareness, having your ear to the ground, you know, if you don't want to get a squawk, you can get like a tweet dashboard. I use one called Tweetin or TweetDeck as well. You can sort columns for news and for traders that you follow and stuff. And you can just see, you know, tweets will come through of news announcements and, you know, breaking news. I've got a column for breaking news. I've got a column for DAX specific news and all that kind of stuff. Mm. And the squawk's obviously playing loud as well. So I would highly recommend people who trade full time get a squawk. You know, it's, you can get them for free online. Um, Our one's a paid one, you know, it's a few hundred quid uh, a month, but um, it's absolutely worth it just to be aware of what's going on. Um, In terms of other things, you know, people kind of ask, ask for tips all the time. And a lot of the stuff I say isn't chart specific, but I, you know, again, it may be controversial. I think a lot of money is made in the stuff that you do off the charts. Um, So it would be a decent journaling system. I use Edgewonk. Um, you know, if, if you don't have a journal, I would highly recommend looking at Edgewonk. You can really do some great things in there. You can sort your trades in very specific criteria from your entry type to, you know, um, higher time frame biases, all this kind of stuff, what, how many confluences, and you can just check different criteria and see what your performance would be. If you change something, what happens if I only took trades in line with the trend? Okay. That's pos- positive, but my overall results are down. So, you know, Having a decent journaling system will absolutely pay pay dividends. Um, it's the only way to track your performance, you know. So many people will just sit and stare at charts all day, um, just sit and, and look at historical market data and wonder why they're not getting it. A lot of the time, you're sitting on a fantastic strategy or system, but you're just messing it up. And you're only going to know that if you track what you're doing very, very meticulously. Yeah, and and uh, what about like guys who are sort of thinking, oh, that sounds great. How do I get involved? I mean, what what would you sort of recommend that you know steps that they'd take to to get involved in a prop firm and and get in front of like you know a firm like yourselves or, or whatever? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So there are some fantastic um, prop firms out there, both online for those guys who want to work remotely. You know, as I say, FTMO. We put quite a few people through FTMO that are fully fully funded trade from home um, in terms of physical prop firms there's firms like axia futures um, and then there's obviously firms like kb on our website there's a simple tab for you know prop trading you can fire an application in there you can just attach it to the thing and you know let us know a bit about yourself and you know we'll review it and when we've got spaces available when we increase the the floor size or whatever you know we'll, we'll be in touch to to kind of um to, to let you know um, what we think or to bring you in for an interview or whatever. But I would say build somewhat of a track record. It doesn't have to be, you know, gleaming. Um, if you can show, if two people are sitting in front of me and one's not got a track record, but you can show, oh, here's my MetaTrader and I've made, <clears throat> you know, 100% returns in the past six months. And there's somebody sitting next to him who can say, you know, I'm a break-even trader, but here is absolutely in excruciating detail you know, my maximum adverse excursion and, um, you know, my average stop size, the average time that I trade, the days that I trade most, you know, the days that I do the most volume, all that kind of stuff in really excruciating detail. I'm going to swing towards that person because I can see that they're putting in the work and, you know, that person who's got all these results, how do you know that that's not just luck? If you don't have any results, you know, or any historical data or anything to back it up, you can just show me that you've made money. That, that doesn't interest me. 
And what about what about would you ever consider like working with remote traders, so guys who who can't oh, come into the office, and you know, especially in this day and age where you know you've got um, the coronavirus and travel restrictions, and and uh, even I suppose you you probably had to suffer through that yourselves anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we definitely will fund people remotely in future. Right now, there was this kind of I had this aspiration. You know, when I was starting to trade, there was no one to kind of hold my hand. I couldn't sit next to someone and see that this is possible. Um, you know, I'm sitting at home. You know, I'm I'm losing money. I'm in college. I'm losing money. And I'm thinking, does anybody actually make money doing this? And you, you you don't kind of. I'm I'm sure many of your listeners have had the same thoughts. Yeah. Is this even possible? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, is this even possible? If you're kind of in a prop firm, you can see people having. You know, something we're big on is, at the end of every week, everybody presents the trades that they done for the week in a presentation. If you you know, broke all your rules. Everybody in the room is going to see it. If you made money this week, everybody's going to see it. If you lost money, everybody's going to see it. And so, you know, when I went through that period of drawdown, every single week, all of the lads were seeing me get up there and go, lost two grand this week, lost 1,500 quid this week, whatever it is. And they see not just, um, you know, how I deal with that, but also my response to it and what I'm doing. It just, it's not affecting the time that I come in. It's not affecting the, the hours I put in and all that kind of stuff. So they actually really really see that and see how i deal with it it means that when they go through a period they'll understand that it's normal and they'll understand what they need to do and that's the thing that i love about having a physical prop firm you know is that collaborative environment but no doubt we'll fund people remotely down the line but you know i don't want to get too ahead of ourselves just yet yeah um you know focus on what we're doing just now and then and then see where it takes us now what about mindset so so keeping somebody's trading mindset and or, or even sort of i suppose helping them get to that mindset where they've they've got the right mindset for trading have you got any special techniques you can share with us yeah so this is something you know and again it it may be controversial but how many people invest money in their mindset everybody's buying technical analysis courses and you know all these tools of the trade and stuff how many people spend that many thousands or hundreds on stuff to improve their mindset um, I'm not sure if you're aware who Steve Ward is. He's the author of a fantastic book, The Bulletproof Trader. He's like basically like the British Mark Douglas, right? I've actually taken on Steve as my performance coach. We had our first coaching call on on Monday. Um, expensive, you know. He this guy coaches hedge fund managers, you know, portfolio managers at investment banks and all that kind of stuff. But he really knows his stuff. Um, you know, I spent pretty much 10% of what I made last year in the markets. I spent on on Steve, right? Um, you know, to, to coach me. And that's me investing in my mindset. He's a he's a mindset coach. You know, he done um, sports psychology coaching and then he coached poker players. Now he coaches traders and you know hedge fund managers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But um something Steve's quite big on is breathing techniques, controlling your breathing, being able to um effectively trigger a more relaxed state. Uh through breathing techniques, um, but also having, you know, I've, I've got this little booklet. That's my psychology journal. Um, so I come in every morning, I write about how I'm feeling. I kind of deload. At the end of the day, I debrief. So I write down thoughts. When I'm entering a trade, I examine my thoughts. You know, am I having thoughts? Am I having feelings that are counteracting my trading plan? Mm-hmm. If my trading plan says, you know, put your stop under X structure, more than 10% of ATR away from where you're trading. But my feelings are saying that feels a little bit too tight. 
if I just pen that down, feeling this, but actually knowing this, okay, so I'm going to go with what I'm knowing, what I actually know. I'm going to go with the facts, not the feelings. So you just getting that down, you know, examine your feelings and your thoughts when you're trading. Um, because once you break through to consistency and stuff like that, you haven't, the battle's not over. You know, it then is a battle inside your mind. Learning the, how to use the tools and how to analyze is a small portion of the battle. Once you actually get that underway and you have a strategy with a positive expectancy, the rest of the fight is against yourself and in your own head. And I'm sure you, you know, you have experience of that yourself. Yeah, for sure do. Hey, um, we're gonna. We're, this has been absolutely fantastic hearing all about uh, how you set up this prop firm. The traders in there. I've got a great sort of picture of it in my head now, and hopefully the listeners out there can sort of understand and get a bit more of an insight into into what's involved in this, um, and how you know there's some tips in there that can help yourselves out as well. Uh, we're going to jump into the quick fire round. This is there's a few questions here. Some of them quick, some of them not, um, but let's just do them anyway. How long did it take you to go from newbie to consistently profitable? Ooh, um, from when I started actually properly taking trading seriously, you know, a couple of years. Um, yeah. What's your favorite entry setup? At a higher time frame level that we've broken up and out of, spent a bit of time away from, you know, when people are starting to forget about it a little bit, decent price coming back into a, a decent higher time frame level with some sufficient confluence, preferably past ATR for the day, um, usually can can produce a really nice trade. What strategies do you use to exit or manage trades? So I'm not a stops to break even guy. Uh, again, you know, I'm saying so much controversial stuff um, during this interview, but something that was drilled into me by Dante, um, you know, by Tom, is moving stops to break even is just trading your P&L, um you know so he's he's very yeah, very yeah. big against that so i trail stops that's how i manage trades Um i don't scale out i don't take partial profits i hold the trade to the target it's going to go to and i'll trail that stop as we as we break to new structure and stuff like that do you have a recommended trading book or resource built proof trader by steve ward very very good Um maybe not specifically trading related but I like the winning formula by David Coulthard, the F1 driver and now F1 presenter. His, his approach, I mean, when he was um, in F1, in fact, he still does. He manages his day in 15-minute segments. That's how busy that guy is. God. You know, he's <clears throat> awesome. unbelievable commitment, um, yeah. and that's why he's so successful. Uh, do you want to walk us through your worst ever trade? Oh, um, not particularly, um, but... It was probably actually trading the NFP um, in, or no, sorry, it was Brexit news back in 2016 when Brexit was just kind of kicking off. It's fairly new to the markets. Um, and I remember <clears throat> being either long or short the pound all day. I was, I was either long or short, but I was quite heavily um, trading in a certain direction. And, you know, some of the guys I was in Facebook groups and stuff with were saying, oh, mate, when Theresa May comes out with this news tonight, this is going to go, whether it was up or down, it's going to go the opposite way. You want to get out of those positions, and I did. You know, I'd done what they said and cut and reversed, basically. And when the news came out, it came out in the original intended direction. And, you know, I was trading at maybe a £1,000 account, and I was, you know, multiple lots long, let's say, and the news did did end up being positive, and I'd cut and reversed to, to go negative. And I just, you know, I wiped an account just, just like that, and it was... I remember just sweating and just 
you know, that sinking feeling in the pit of your stomach. It's just, oh, absolutely. It's still, you know, I can tap into it so easily, but I'm sure all your listeners will be able to relate to a time where you actually just want the ground to swallow you up. You yeah, know, yeah. you've worked so hard at something and you just throw it away, man. Yeah. Um, if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would it be? Journal. Journal, journal, journal. Um, you know, again, I, this is just going to be loads of sound bites of uh, me talk, giving Tom Danny quotes, but <laughs> something Tom um, is, is big on his journal and he says something like, you know, you'll learn more in an hour with your journal than you will five hours on the charts. And I, I'm a big believer in that. I figured out that last year, so I have eight setups that I look for in the markets. Last year, if I, I removed two of those eight setups, I would have made twenty six percent more. Really? <laughs> yeah. There by, you go. by taking away two things, you're never going to know that unless you journal things specifically yeah. and have a sufficient journaling system. Where even if it's an Excel spreadsheet, where you can say, "Let's remove this and see what the, the PNL does. Let's remove this and see what the PNL does." You know. So I thought, is that because that setup doesn't work anymore, or was it just not working last year? So I really, you know, go in excruciating detail. Let's see how this setup performed in two thousand eight. You know the great financial crisis did it perform well no it didn't so potentially it's uh, in times of crisis this setup doesn't work well whatever the case it's sitting on the back bench for now when i see that set up in the markets i don't take it but i put on my levels and stuff as if i was taking it yeah. and i yeah. track that in a specific spreadsheet to analyze its performance over this year yeah if by the end of this year it's producing a positive expectancy again i'll start to reincorporate it but for now it's, it's sitting on the sidelines Cool. Awesome. Well, look, uh, before we wrap up, what's the best way for the guys to get hold of you? So um, I have a YouTube channel, Sam KB. Um, you know, I do day in the lives. I, you will literally see if I'm losing money that week or that day, I'll tell you all about it and how much of a mug I've been. Um, if you want to just reach out to me personally, I'm on Instagram, Sam double underscore Kavanagh. I'll never, when you follow me, you might get followed by a lot of fake accounts I honestly get maybe five or 10 fake accounts made every month um, of me. You'll get messages from fake accounts trying to sell you something. I'll never message you first, but if you want to message me on Instagram and chat to me about trading, I, you know, I'll make time in my day to, to help people out. If you're going through a bit of a rough patch or whatever, I'll, I'll make the time to, to help you out. And, you know, even just general life chat, sometimes, you know, people underestimate it, especially in the times we live in how good it is to talk to someone who you don't know see for your mental health and stuff there's a lot of people go through you know crap times especially with what's going on now and sometimes reaching out to somebody who you don't know on the other side of the world and just saying you know i'm feeling a bit down it doesn't have to be about trade and i'll chat to you if you if you want to chat you know and it can it can really go a long way so you know if you want to get me on instagram that's how you can get me Cool. Look, uh, look, a big thank you to Sam for sharing with us today. Everything we discussed here, along with all the links, are in the show notes. To find them, simply search for Sam in the search box on tradingnut.com. Until next time, wish all my listeners trading happiness and success. All right, folks, there we go. Interview done and dusted with Sam. Now, do remember, we did shoot an amazing video after this. Go and check it out on the YouTube channel or on tradingnut.com. And whilst you're there, check out the logo. Check out the new merch store. And you may as well check out my Robot Builders Club if you want to fully or semi-automate some of your trading. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next one.